Hi, this is Will Wheaton from Radio Free Burrito, and you are listening to Versus the World Radio. Hey, look, I'm back! I'm really excited to introduce the next performer. I first became aware of his work all the way back in the early 2000s, long before many of you were born. I had just started a little website where I wrote a little blog and I wrote about little things and I put it on that blog. And I was a big fan of a website called FARC. And and Duke sucks. (laughs) And I came across our next performer's uh, spoken word poetry performance uh, on the internet. Now, kids, some of you might find this very hard to believe, but there was a time when getting anything to stream on, on the internet involved staring at a thing that said buffering for longer than the actual entire time of the thing you were going to watch. But sometimes things were so good that you sat through that and many reboots of Netscape Navigator. One of the performances that I loved that I uh, submitted to FARC and totally got greenlit came from our next performer. His name is Ernest Klein. He uh, is an unbelievable performer. He is an incredible writer. I was given the incredible privilege and honor of performing his uh, book, Ready Player One, as an audio book. So I got to spend five days, about a month and a half ago, reading about video games, pop culture from the 80s, music that I love, and an incredible virtual world that you're all going to want to live in. And you can't, because I already own it. Sorry. And uh, he is here tonight to entertain all of us um, and, uh, with some of his wonderful stories. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Ernie Klein. Thank you. When I was a kid, adults used to bore me to tears with their tedious diatribes about how hard things were when they were growing up, what with walking 25 miles to school every day, uphill both ways, through year-round blizzards, carrying their younger siblings on their back to their one-room schoolhouse where they maintained a straight-A average, despite their full-time after-school job at the local textile mill where they worked for 35 cents an hour just to help keep their family from starving to death. And I remember promising myself that when I grew up, there was no way in hell I was going to lay a bunch of crap like that on kids about how hard I had it and how easy they've got it. But now that I've reached middle age, I can't help but look around and notice that the youth of today, you've got it so fucking easy. I mean, compared to my childhood, you live in a goddamn utopia. And I I hate to say it, but you kids today, you don't know how good you've got it. I mean, when I was a kid, we didn't have the internet. If we wanted to know something, we had to go to the goddamn library and look it up ourselves. And there was no email. You had to actually write somebody a letter with a pen. And then you had to walk all the way to the mailbox and it would take like a week to get there. And there was no MP3s or file sharing. If you wanted to steal music, you had to go to the goddamn record store and shoplift it yourself. (laughs) Or you had to wait around all day and tape it off the radio and the DJ would usually talk over the beginning and fuck it all up. You want to hear about hardship? You couldn't just download porn. You had to bribe some homeless dude to buy you a copy of Hustler from the 7-Eleven. It was either that or jack off to the lingerie section of the JCPenney catalog. Those 
were your options. And there was no such thing as call waiting. If somebody else called and and when the phone rang, you had no idea who it was. It could be your mom, a boss, your drug dealer. You didn't know. You just had to pick up your phone and take your chances, mister. And there was no such thing as call, there was no such thing as fancy Sony PlayStation video games with high resolution 3D graphics. We had the Atari 2600 with games like, with games like Space Invaders and Asteroids and the graphics sucked ass. Your guy was a square. You had to use your imagination. And there were no multiple levels or screens. It was just one screen forever. And you could never win. The game just kept getting harder and faster until you died. Just like life. Those kind of games built character, Sonny Jim. And when you went to the movies, there was no such thing as stadium seating. If a tall guy sat in front of you, you were fucked. And sure... We had cable television, but back then that was only like 20 channels, and there was no on-screen menu. You had to use a little book called the TV Guide to find out what was on. And there was no Cartoon Network. You could only get non-stop cartoons on Saturday morning. Do you see what I'm saying? We had to wait all week, you spoiled little bastards. That's exactly what I'm talking about. The problem with you kids today is you got it too easy, you're spoiled. I swear to God, you wouldn't last five minutes back in 1987. Thanks. This next one is about porn. Is that okay? Porn? I've noticed there don't seem to be any porno movies that are made for guys like me. All the porn I've come across was targeted at beer-swilling, sports bar-dwelling alpha males. Men who like their women stupid and submissive. Men who can only get it up for monosyllabic, cock-hungry nymphos with gargantuan breasts and a three-word vocabulary. Adult films are populated with these collagen-injected, liposuction women, many of whom have resorted to surgery and self-mutilation in an attempt to look the way they have been told to look. These aren't real women, they're objects. And these movies aren't erotic, they're pathetic. These vacuum-headed fuck bunnies don't turn me on. They disgust me, and it's not that I'm against pornography. I mean, I'm a guy. And guys need porn. Fact. Like a preacher needs pain, like a needle needs a vein. Guys need porn. But I don't want to watch this misogynist he-man woman-hater porn. I want porno movies that are made with guys like me in mind. Guys who know that the sexiest thing in the world is a woman who is smarter than you are. You can have the whole cheerleading squad. I want the girl in the tweed skirt and the horn-rimmed glasses, Betty Finabowski. Oh, yes. First, I want to copy her trig homework, and then I want to make mad, passionate love to her for hours and hours until she reluctantly asks if we can stop because she doesn't want to miss Battlestar Galactica. Summa cum laude, baby. That's what I call erotic. But do you ever see that kind of a woman in a contemporary adult film? No, which is why I'm going to start writing and directing geek porno. I should be the quintessential nerd porn auteur. And the women in my porno movies will be the kind that drive nerds like me mad with desire. I'm talking about the girls that used to fuck up the grading curve. The girls in the Latin Club and the National Honor Society. Chicks with weird clothes, braces, four eyes, and 4.0 GPAs. Brainy, articulate bookworms with Mensa cards in their purses and chips on their shoulders. My porn stars will come in all shapes and sizes. My porn stars will be too busy working on their PhD to go to the gym. In my kind of porno movies, the girls wouldn't have to get naked. They just take the guys down to the rec room and beat them repeatedly at chess and then talk to them for hours about Heisenberg's uncertainty principle or the underlying social metaphors in the alien movies. Buy stock in some hand cream companies because there's about to be a major shortage. And I'm not just talking about straight porn. Oh no, there should be fuck films for my nerd brethren of all sexual orientations. Gay nerd porn flicks with titles like Dungeons and Drag Queens. 
This idea is a fucking gold mine. I'm going to make millions because this country is full of database programmers and electronics engineers and they aren't getting the loving they so desperately need. And you can help. If you're an intelligent woman who is interested in breaking into the adult film industry, and if you can tell me the name of Luke Skywalker's home planet, then you are hired. It doesn't matter if you think you're overweight or unattractive. It doesn't matter if you don't think you're beautiful. You are beautiful and I will make you a star. Thank you.